Welcome to A Certain Age, a show for women who are unafraid to age out loud. I'm your host, Katie Fogarty. Have you ever thought about picking up and moving someplace entirely different from where you live today? I know I have, which is why I'm so excited to welcome Kendra Kolb Butler to the show. A former Manhattanite and 20-year beauty industry vet, Kendra traded her high-powered New York City lifestyle for greener pastures, landing in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, where she launched her clean beauty line, Alpen Beauty. First sold in her Pocketberry Alpen Beauty Bar, the products are now carried at leading luxury retailers, including Credo Beauty, Sephora, Blue Mercury, and Saks Fifth Avenue. She joins us today to share the beauty benefits of Wild Mountain Botanicals and the inside skinny and what it takes to launch a modern beauty brand. Plus, how to know when to say goodbye to a corporate job and make a move into entrepreneurship or across country. Welcome, Kendra. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really so excited to be here. I'm really excited to have you too, because this show is really about midlife reinvention. We love big, bold pivots. Uh, as I said in my intro, you left uh, a New York City career working for leading beauty brands to move to Wyoming. Walk us through yes. why you made this leap. So I had been, um, I don't want to say unhappy. I guess I will use the word um, discontent or malcontent for years. Um, kind of just would go into my Manhattan office at eight o'clock in the morning and leave at eight o'clock at night. And sometimes I went in when it was dark and I left when it was dark and it was just quite depressing. Yes. Oh. I, had, like, I was like, wait, what am I doing with my life? And, you know, I had the security and, and getting a certain amount of money every two weeks. And I had this nice job and a beautiful corner office, but I just didn't feel happy in my soul. I didn't, I didn't feel, I felt like something was off and it started as this tiny little voice, you know, in my head. And then it got louder and louder. And then it started like jumping up and down and screaming. <laughs> and, you know, one day, one day I was driving home from work and I was listening to NPR and somebody said, um, I remember this moment, like exactly. They said, sometimes you have to jump off a cliff and build your wings on the way down. I love it. And it was just such a profound statement for me at the time in my life. And I just started thinking about that. And I'm like, if I don't leap, I'm never going to know like how gracefully I can fall. So I have to um, do this. And I went home that night and my husband and partner, you know, we were in a fortunate place where we were on the exact same page. Like he was feeling the same way about his life. And we were just like, what are we doing? Let's yeah. go. So exciting to have. Decision. Yeah. So, so exciting to have somebody say yes to you because I, you know, sometimes people are hearing no's from people when they want to make, make pivots. So why Wyoming? Did you, either of you have a connection there and what, what drew you to that, that area of the country? That's a good question. It's really funny. It was in, in November of 2015 and it was the winter and I was just like, okay, where are we going to go? I, I do like the change of seasons and I thought, let's just go somewhere where we can ski um, because we love outdoor activities and in the Northeast, there's not much to do when it gets cold. Um, there's some great ski mountains in the Northeast, but whatever. I wanted to go to a place where I could be an outdoor adventurer because I was moving to get fresh air in nature. So, um, we found Jackson hole. We had been once for vacation. We, we really liked the community. Um, what I liked about it is that it's a very small mountain town, but, there was a high level of culture and sophistication. You know, I mean, there's sure. like luxury resorts and it's a, it's a destination, right? So I could still like, you know, go to a, a nice dinner and put on high heels and I, I didn't feel out of place 
um, in Jackson Hole. So when we initially picked Jackson, we had decided to go just for three months and just test it out and then kind of decide where to go from there after Jackson. And I'm talking to you right now from Jackson, six years later. You never left. We never left. Yeah. I love this story so much because I cannot tell you how many times my husband and I have taken a vacation somewhere and said, we should move here. <laughs> but guess what? We haven't. And you did. Um, yeah. So you're like, you're living, uh, you created your dream, which is really exciting. So it, I, it sounds to me like you first um, started Alpen as a, as a retail proposition, right? Because you had a beauty shop where you were selling your formulations, but you're now an e-commerce company, you're in these major, you know, they're luxury and sort of prestige markets, but they're big box stores, you know, Sephora, Saks. Uh, tell us yes. a little bit about um, why you launched uh, Wildcrafted Skincare and uh, why focus on botanicals and how you made that pivot from retail into a bigger, well, this is a lot of questions. Let's just start. Why no, Wildcrafted? It's, it's Let's start with the beginning. Wildcrafted Skincare. Why did you look at the mountain and the botanicals and say, this is a gap in the market. Okay. So they say necessity is the mother and invention of invention. And I hope I didn't uh, butcher that quote, but yeah, I think yeah. that's the way it goes. And when I moved to Jackson Hole, I wanted to stay. I had a beauty background. I love products. I wanted to stay in the industry. Never in a million years thought I would start my own skincare line. Furthest thing from my mind. In fact, I was trying to get away from that because it, I know how hard it is. <laughs> You're like, I'm reinventing you know, my life, right? Oh it should gosh. all be different. Yeah, no. I'm like, I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to make babies. I'm going to climb mountains. I'm going to ski. I'm just going to chill out. So I chilled out for like a half a day and I was like, I need a job. Like, where am I going to work here? Like, I need to find a place to work. Your inner so, New Yorker took over in Wyoming. Yeah. It did. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to do what I love. I'm going to open some beauty stores. And I stocked the stores with 36 brands, like the best in the business. Like I'm talking top of the line in clean clinical skincare. And I was like, okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to be this town hero. I'm going to sell all these great products. These women are going to look beautiful. They're going to love their skin. They're going to love me. It's going to be wonderful. So I start working in the stores and quickly I noticed that I had a problem in this new environment. Um, women were coming in with extremely um, accelerated aging patterns, very dry skin. I was seeing so much dehydration and it really is a result of the new climate that I lived in. Sure. Um, we are at 6,200 feet above sea level. There is very little humidity in the air, low levels of oxygen. It's very thin air up here. Um, people are just freaking dry, man, like dry, dry, dry. And, and they're out skiing and hiking and being exposed to the elements and the sun and all of that. Nobody moves to Jackson Hole to sit at a corporate desk. You know, like this is a town of outdoor enthusiasts um, by nature. Um, so women were coming in and they were buying like these moisturizers and then they would come back a day or two later and they would say, Kendra, like I just... I really, really want to love this, but I'm still so dry. Like this isn't working for my skin. And they'd kind of look over my shoulder, like, what else do you have? And, you know, I'd give them another brand and they'd bring that back. And it just, nothing was working. And at the same time, I noticed my own skin um, was drastically different. So everything that I brought with me, you know, from my bathroom and my Manhattan playground, and when I applied it to my skin in the mountains, I was waking up with flakes and I just, I saw like these lines and wrinkles, um, really just becoming more and more pronounced. So I'm like, okay, I have a problem. The women in this town have a problem. What am I going to do? And I was sitting in my backyard one night looking at the forest and I'm thinking these stores are going to go out of business and I'm just 
staring at like this mountain behind my house and these plants, like these wild plants. I just locked in on them and I start looking at them and they are, I don't know if you've ever been to Jackson Hole in the summer. Um, It looks like something out of a painting. Like it just, well, you got to come. You're invited anytime. Perfect. You doors um, open. Um, be careful. So, <laughs> you, your whole family. Um, so these plants, though, like Katie, they are just juicy and plump and hydrated, and the colors are out of this world. And I'm thinking, hmm, okay, so what is growing here, and how has nature found a way to adapt? to this very extreme climate. Like, what does she know that we don't know? Like, what am I missing here? Um, There's something going on. These plants have evolved. What's what's growing here? So I started working with a team of local botanists, farmers, and I just started identifying the plants. And I was shocked, you know, when I walked around on my own property, that growing wild were skincare ingredients such as arnica and borage and sage and chamomile. And I'm thinking this has got to be, this is nuts. Like this has got to be like, this cannot be real that in a town we're flooded with women who are suffering from dry skin, there are skincare ingredients growing wild ever out of every nook and cranny of where they live. Like, so these women are like complaining about their skin and they're walking their dogs, stepping on these like hydrating skincare ingredients. And I'm like, this is nuts. Like someone's got to put this together. Like, how do I connect the dots here? And that's when the idea um, for Alpen Beauty for the line was, was initially born um, just out of the discovery of those wild plants. I adore this story. I love that you, you know, sometimes maybe it takes an outsider's perspective to kind of look and say, you know, to, to see what um, other people might not have noticed, that they're wandering through fields of these formulations. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to hear about how you connected those dots and if you launched with a hero product. Hey, beauties, happy World Menopause Month, a month to raise awareness of menopause and the many resources to improve the health and well-being of women during this new life stage. Ready to menopause boldly? Now we can with the help of our friends at Kindra. Kindra's line of estrogen-free essentials is designed to relieve the most disruptive signs of menopause, including hot flashes, sleepless nights, vaginal dryness, and more. All of Kindra's products are formulated with plant-based ingredients, offering a natural solution to this natural phase of life. Kindra has an exclusive offer for certain age listeners. Use code KD20 at checkout for 20% off your first order or subscription. Head to ourkindra.com to learn more. Time to menopause boldly. Okay, Kendra, we're back. You have looked out in the fields. You've seen these beautiful botanicals. You've made, you've connected the dots that these um, botanicals can address the skin needs that you're constantly hearing about from your clients. What came next? Did you identify a moisturizer that you wanted to create? Did you create a product line? What was your hero product? Um, so I did write a formula. I wrote a, mo- a formula for Melt Moisturizer, which is our star product in the line right now. Um, that was our first product that we launched. So I wrote the formula and I used my background in skincare. You know, I worked for a dermatologist for a decade. Like I just, I knew the ingredients I wanted in it. So I wanted like squalane and vitamin C and ceramides and bakuchiol and all these great things. But then I had to mix in these wild plants and that's where the challenge was. So I had to find a contract manufacturer that would take my wild plants in their very raw and natural form. 
because that's not the way that the industry really works. And I knew that was a hurdle that I had. Um, so I started calling around and I was like, look, I, I, I want to, I have this idea for a product. I, I wrote this beautiful formula, but I have my own actives, my own ingredients I, I, I need to bring to you. And, you know, 19 labs hung up the phone on me. They were just like, no, that's not the way we do it. You know, we source ingredients from suppliers and then we buy them and we mix them in. I'm like, I know, but I want to use my own stuff. Like, how do I, how do I do that? And they said, we can't help you. So the 20th uh, lab I called, it's funny. The owner was like walking past the phone. Like he never answers the phone or something as the story goes. And I said, hi, my name's Kendra. I'm calling you from Jackson Hole. He's like, Jackson Hole. I partied there one time in the summer of like 2000. (laughs) And so we immediately started talking. I was like, oh, good. So you know the area. Like, look, I have this crazy idea. I want to like make the skincare line. I have these plants. And he was like, you know what? Come down and meet me and, and we'll talk about it. So I ended up we drove a pickup truck of these plants to the manufacturer and he, um, he did it for me. He took a chance on us and he, you know, whipped in some of these wild plants into this, this beautiful formula. And he gave me, you know, these little sample pots that I in turn took back to my stores and I started handing them out to my clients who had the most um, problems with their skin and the ones who were always dissatisfied. Um, I just started dropping this free moisturizer into their bag. And I was like, call me, like, tell me what you think about this. Try this on your skin. Like I'm going to follow up with you in a couple of weeks. And, um, that was really it because after that happened quickly, I knew that these plants were working because I couldn't walk through the grocery store without, somebody like grabbing me by my shoulders and saying, what was in that pot? Like I am healed. I am fixed. My skin looks gorgeous. People are giving me compliments. And <laughs> it was, um, it was the plants. This so- is, this is, you know, it's also your persistence. It's the plants, but it's your persistence because you got 19 no's and a lot of people might've stopped at, you know, no number nine, but you, you connected with somebody because you, you kept going. So do you think it's better to be persistent or to have a great product or is it, do you need both? I think it's a combination of everything because persistence can get you so far, but then, you know, the product has to deliver, um, what, what it says it's going to. Um, I believe it was like a Chris Jenner quote. That's just in my mind for some sure. reason where it's, if you keep hearing, no, you're talking to the wrong person. And that's kind of where I, where I went. Like every time I heard no, I was like, your loss. See you later. Cause right. I knew there was somebody out there, um, who was going to do it. I just had to keep going. Yeah. You had to find your yes. And you only find your yes if, if you keep going. So this is, that's terrific. If anyone who's sitting here thinking about launching a business or have heard a lot of no's, you know, keep going because the yes, the yes is out there, or maybe you need to be having a different conversation with a different person. So Kendra, I'm curious, I know your formulations are really are for women of all ages, but you do have a few that specifically target aging skin because you've got eye serums that help with fine lines and some of your products tighten, firm and et cetera. And on this show, um, you know, our whole premise is we're age positive. We do not yes. mind getting older because we know what the alternative is. Uh, but we yes. do want to look our best, you know, and glowy, healthy skin helps. So what would you say your top three products are for midlife skin? Well, um, I think that the top three that I would recommend is a very good moisturizer, um, a very, very good brightening product, like a serum or something that, you know, work, can work on hyperpigmentation and dark spots. And then 
absolutely a, a super potent and effective exfoliator. Um, those would be my three cornerstones. Um, of course, cleansing is very important. Eye creams have a, have their own place in this world as well. But I think like exfoliating, treating, and moisturizing is kind of the way um, to simplify things. If you had to do like three things to focus on. Um, and when you say yeah. when you say exfoliator, is that your wild huckleberry eight acid polishing peel that I've been reading so much about <laughs> by any yes. chance? Because I read I something in Allure that you, when you first launched that product, it sold out of your website in 30 minutes, which must have been It sold out very three places in three times. Gratifying. Like. By the way, I've ordered that. The moment I read that, I already dropped it in my shopping cart because I'm no. like, I'm going to talk about that on the show and I do not want to run the risk that it's being sold out. So it's already on its way to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much for that. that I really appreciate it. We'll, we'll get you a whole bunch of things. Um, I'm excited about it. too. But yeah, the, the huckleberry peel is is quite unique because I knew I wanted something that was chemical and physical exfoliating. So it actually has two forms of exfoliating um, exfoliation, not just one. But yeah, we had um, we launched that. So I found so I, I see these huckleberries growing everywhere in Jackson Hole. When I moved here from New York City, I was like, "What's up with these huckleberries in this place?" <laughs> like, I mean, people are walking around with huckleberry pies, huckleberry jam. It's like pizza, smoothies. right? It's yeah, like- it's like huckleberry ice cream <laughs> is like the feature flavored at the ice cream shop. Shop, and I'm like, "What is up with the huckleberries?" <laughs> so I started like I started studying this berry um, first by eating it. It's quite delicious. It tastes like a sweet little blueberry. Um, but then I started really looking at its genetic makeup and I could not believe um, the amount of vitamin C and nutrients that it had. It's a very, very powerful antioxidant. And I thought, why aren't we putting huckleberries on our skin? Like sure. this should be something that we're incorporating into, into products and formulations. So we harvested the huckleberries. Um, it's very hard to harvest them because you have to pick one berry at a time. It's not like a grape where you could just go like, like pull them all off in one swoop. They're like dispersed in different pieces of the bush, like all over. It's like picking saffron, which by the way, I've done it. I've done in Italy. Like, you know, you know why it's so expensive. It must be harvested by hand. It's labor intensive. It's very, very labor intensive. It's, I find it to be therapeutic. I mean, this is like a free therapy session for me. I put a bucket around my neck and I just go out into the woods and, you know, pick these huckleberries, but it actually, um, it's, it's labor intensive. And then you have to worry about the bears, of course, because it's like (laughs) blood in the water. Like once a berry comes off the bush, that sweet smell, you know, they find irresistible and we're in like grizzly territory and we've got cinnamon bears and black bears and brown bears. And, you know, it's just, there are all over the place. So. This is a very <laughs> unique business challenge, by the way, the bears. <laughs> if I ever go down and get eaten by a bear, everybody out there is going to have beautiful exfoliated skin. Just remember that I did it for the greater cause. Exactly. Um, you took one for the team. You took one for the team. But yeah, it was. it's hard to harvest, um, but it's a phenomenal berry. And when we mixed it into this product, the results were just like off the charts, astounding. So we love it. And we're so grateful for the huckleberry. So, so fun. What a wonderful story. So I want to switch gears for a minute and ask you more specifically about your business. Because um, we've, we've you know, talked about some of the products that sound amazing and that people need to know more about. But when you made the move from uh, being in a, a small store and recognizing that you wanted to create your own products, you know, how did you decide what came next? Did you focus primarily on e-commerce? Did you uh, decide that you really wanted to get into big box stores or did you uh, did you start with a retail mix as part of your strategy? 
So I, I knew I, I knew I had proof of concept. I guess let's just start there. So I right. knew the formulas worked. So I had the confidence that if they worked in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, in one of the toughest, roughest climates in the country, they are going to perform like Olympians when you take them to a more forgiving climate. So when you take them to New York, Los Angeles, Miami, any other place that doesn't have the dryness that we have, um, they're going to be like off the charts effective. So I had a lot of confidence in the goop itself. I was like, I, I do believe in this. Um, I had my retail stores, but they were a very small, small family owned business. Like I knew I wasn't going to be able to sell quantity there. So I knew I needed um, a national retailer to really help me out here because, you know, coming from my background was in skincare, but I didn't, I wasn't an influencer. I didn't have, I'm not a celebrity. I didn't have a customer base. That not I yet. Could, not yet, know, Kendra. That- <laughs> we're, we're, gonna, we're helping with that though. This is, we, okay. this is. <laughs> I just yeah. want to make good products. That's all I really care about at the end of the day. But yes, yes. I knew I needed help because I was starting from zero. Okay. Like it's hard to gain momentum from a standing stop. It's hard to get that momentum and that traction and, and get up to speed. So I knew I needed a retailer. I needed somebody who was authority, authoritative in the clean space, who knows the business. And I went to a brand called Credo, Credo Beauty. It's run by this phenomenal woman, um, this visionary named Annie Jackson. And I met with her and I said, you know, look, I I flew out to where she was in San Francisco and I had the little pot that I was giving out in the stores. And I was like, this is the future of, of clean, natural skincare is, is these wild plants because they're, it's innovative. It's, um, it's, it's sustainable. It's eco-friendly. Like we never kill the plants mm-hmm. and the results that we're seeing from some of these things that have to grow in the wild are very, very uh, profound. Like we're seeing a big difference and she tried the product and she was like, I love it. Like we will take it. So what a vote of confidence because I, oh I'm, my gosh. I'm familiar with Creative Beauty and they have um, wonderful products. So to get the the seal of approval, she's kind of like the Oprah of you know uh, of beauty. That's that that's wonderful. So did that open doors into the other retailers, or did you have to have that an exclusive opened, with that them? That definitely helped. You know, that definitely helped. Like I left that meeting with Credo and I sat in my car and I just like sobbed, like sobbed and sobbed and sobbed because I knew like tears of happiness Sure. because I knew that was um, somebody opening a door for me. And it's, it's really hard to do this with, with shut doors. And so Credo said yes, um, quickly after that um, Goop signed on for the brand. So that's Gwyneth Paltrow's site. Um, they have a beautiful curation as well. So they took me. So I had two national retailers and it was at that point, I was like, I'm going to make this product line because before I hadn't even made it because I was too scared. Ah. I was like, I'm going to put like every dollar that I own into this. And then if everybody just tells me no, then I'm going to be like trying to feed my kids like moisturizer creams because <laughs> I have no money. to. Those huckleberries are delicious. I've heard, but, but that's so, so interesting. And I think that's a really um, fabulous piece of advice is that, you know, to get that proof of concept and to get maybe some orders in the bank before you start investing in um, production, because that's really expensive. So at this point, did you already have the branding and packaging? Because your stuff is beautiful. I mean, it looks like it belongs in the Goop store. It looks like it belongs in Credo. Um, did you have mock-ups of packaging? Or then once you got the go-ahead, did you have to rush out and, and try to get um, packaging and branding squared away? 
I had done a little bit of the branding before. Um, I had partnered with a really, really smart uh, creative designer that I worked with when I was in Manhattan. And I had called him and I was like, I have this idea and it looks like this, but I don't know how to draw it. So I had done some of the branding and marketing. I was pretty much ready to go. Um, when I got the yes from the from the retailers, but I just didn't want to push that button um, just because I had been around the block. You know, this wasn't my first rodeo, and I know it's really hard to secure retail distribution. Sure. So I was I was hedging my bets on that one. Like I knew it was all there, but once they said yes, um, I was I was ready at that point. I had done all the branding work um, prior to the meetings, so I was I was I was kind of ready to go. But I think with any startup, it's an evolution and you evolve quickly once you understand who you are, once your voice gets stronger, once your following gets bigger and we're still, you know, making tweaks and upgrades. It's, it's kind of like this living, breathing thing. It's, it's not just like done, you know, forever. You're adding, you're probably hearing like doing some social listening, hearing what your customers are asking for and want and respond to. Um, But you, you get wonderful press. And so um, you've, you know, I, I see you in Vogue and Allure and a lot of the women's magazines. So is that a big part of the strategy to uh, communicate with your customers through PR? Do you do it through social media is, or is it a mix? So if somebody's sitting here oh. thinking like, how do I reach customers? I mean, Kendra's worked it out because she's in these amazing stores. What would you encourage them to focus on first if dollars were limited? And what would you add next as you start to grow? It's so interesting. I um, have a PR background. I started my career actually in public relations and I place so much value on that specific trade and that industry. I secured a PR firm um, the second that I got a national retail distribution and I really did not have the money for it, but I just made it work. Like I cut corners other places to get. Sure. It was um, an investment, an investment. Yeah, you make, you make an investment because it's like what PR firms do is they start planting the seeds, you know, and like sometimes it doesn't, it can get be frustrating because people are like, oh, I paid for PR and my sales didn't go up, but it's not, it doesn't work like that. It's like you're planting a seed to grow a forest and the trees don't pop up the next day. Like you start planting seeds, you get some buzz going and then press B gets press. Like one editor covers the brand and then the other editors are like, oh, she covered it. What is that brand? And then it just starts this like slow tidal wave of a movement. You know, it's, it's, it's a groundswell that, that happens um, eventually. And it, it takes a little bit of time, but then once it just like hits, it's impactful. And it all kind of started to happen at the same time. I was really lucky <laughs> that I was pregnant and breastfeeding um, when I wrote the formula for this moisturizer. And I put a retinol alternative in something called Bakuchiol because my OB wasn't letting me use topical retinol. And I had used it for years and like loved, loved retinol. Um, But when I was told I couldn't use it, I was like, oh my God, like, where do I go next? What am I going to do? And found Bakuchiol um, through intense research. And it actually was in a clinical study with retinol and the two performed neck and neck. So I was like, wow, like if this is performing like retinol, but it's plant-based, I can use it while pregnant. It doesn't have the side effects of dry skin or irritation. Like this is a no brainer. So I threw Bakuchiol into that melt moisturizer, you know, as the anti-aging active and Um, At the time that the brand came out in retailers, the Bakuchiol supplier was releasing its clinicals to the beauty press. Ah. So everybody was like, what products have Bakuchiols? So I got into every, and there were, there were barely any, there were like two or three. So I was in almost every roundup, 
you know, just because, you know, I thank my four-year-old now for that because yes. I, I was feeding him. This is him. fantastic. I had two dermatologists. I love that. We had two dermatologists on um, a, a couple of weeks ago, and they both talked about Bacuchiol and how, you know, we all know that retinol is an aging skin superhero, but Bacuchiol is, a, like, I didn't realize that the um, clinical studies came back to have them be neck and neck. And this is interesting because I've seen the difference that retinol makes in my own skin, but I have kind of fair, freckly skin, and sometimes it gets really irritated and kind of red using topical retinol. So it's so wonderful to know that this uh, natural alternative exists and how wonderful for you that you you have figured out a way, you know, to make it work in your own life while pregnant and that it just kind of, you know, you were in the right place at the right time using the right ingredient. Look, plants are so powerful and there's that's the one thing that I've learned um, throughout this process. There's a lot of medicine in plants. They are powerful. They are important not only to our ecosystem and to the animals, to our environment, but they're also important to us. And they do wonders. They really, really work wonders for our skin. And when I made the switch off of retinol to Bakuchiol, I was very hesitant and I was very nervous about it because I love the way that my skin looked using retinol. I have no problems with the ingredient. I still think it's a great ingredient. Um, it would just needed to be cut out of my daily routine. And I thought my skin is just going to fall apart. I'm going to have this baby. I'm going to be overweight. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be postpartum depressed <laughs> and I'm going to have wrinkles, like all these things. And shockingly, once I started putting Bakuchiol on my skin instead of retinol, my skin looked better than it had ever looked before. Like the whole time I had been using retinol and like dealing, like you said, with a little bit of the flakiness, the redness, like loading on the sunscreen because I'm going in the sun. But I was shocked, you know, that this plant could really hold its own, you know, against its ingredient, against this other ingredient. And I, um, yeah, I made the switch and I never went back. So uh, that's so fantastic. Um, we're going to be moving to a speed run in a few minutes, before, but before we do, I would love, um, you know, you've got beautiful skin. I've been on your website. I've seen pictures of you, you know, on the, on the founders page. And so I'm just curious because you're clearly a, like a pro you've been in the beauty industry for 20 years. You've got this amazing line Alpen glow right now. I mean, Alpen beauty. <laughs> I would love to hear what your kind of morning and skincare routine is. And I'm, I'm going to be taking notes, mental notes. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I always cleanse my skin a morning and night. You know, I've had, I've, I've heard people there's, there's all these different schools of thought in skincare. Okay. So it's so confusing. Like as a customer, as somebody who doesn't specialize in the industry, you can kind of look at all these boxes and formulas and goops and names and be like, Oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. Um, so it's actually pretty, pretty basic. So I'm going to give you like yeah, some like go for it. Basic easy is good. streamline, easy streamline tips. Um, clean your skin morning and night. That is my belief. You know, like overnight you have all this cellular turnover, your skin's there's, there's things happening. Okay. So when you clean your skin before bed, you should wash your face in the morning, similar to brushing your teeth. You brush your teeth before you go to bed. You don't wake up and say, I brushed last night. I don't need to brush. You need to brush. Like, <laughs> or if you do, we you do snatch. not want to know about it. We're talking to you, Jake Gyllenhaal, who's not showering or <laughs> we're here um, for brushing he's, he's and washing. Just fine. And... <laughs> Leave Jake alone. He's looking pretty good these days. That's I'm, true. I'm, I'm pro Jake. Yeah. Uh, but yes, anyway, you want to wake up, you want to clean your skin. That's the most important thing. And then when you're putting on your skincare stuff, just go thinnest to thickest. So if you have like a, a very thin serum, that's in a dropper and a thick moisturizing cream, just put your serum on before your cream. That's the general rule of thumb. It's just great to thickest. Tip. I love that thinnest to thickest, thinnest to thickest. So clean your skin, thinnest to thickest. And then most importantly, please wear your sunscreen. Like I don't sell a sunscreen in my line, so I'm not trying to market my own products, but I will always put on a sunscreen because it is so important 
to, um, to the health and integrity of your skin is just to give it that protection because skin cancer is a real thing, you know, working for an oncologist, it's like, you can't, you have to, you have to be on top of these types of things. So, um, wear your sunscreen. Such great advice. We had a wonderful uh, woman on the pod a few weeks ago. Her name is Val McMurray. She is the founder of Soleil Organique, a line of luxury mineral-based skincare. We talked a lot about sunblock. If anyone wants to know the difference between you know mineral and chemical sunblock, I would encourage you to go back and listen to the show. But uh, great advice, wear your sunblock and, and, and wear it daily. It, it is not just a beach day consideration. It's something that you should be doing you know, whenever you're outside. Um, this is such great advice. I want to move into a quick speed round because I know our time is coming to an end and there's so much more I want to know. Uh, so these are just quick kind of one word answers or, or short answers. Are you, are you ready, Kendra? Yes, I'm nervous. Uh, no, like no, no, no. It's all, no, 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 no. It's all, you can, by the way, you can use two words if you need to. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, so one word answer to complete the sense uh, the sentence. Launching a business is? Um, exhausting. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, okay, my superpower at work is? Um, people Talking to people. Nice. My superpower at home? Drinking wine. <laughs> that is my superpower too. <laughs> I can I can I can finish a whole bottle these days. I'm coming to Jackson Hole to harvest botanicals and drink wine with you. We you are. Um, the Alpen Beauty product always in my handbag. Um, the Melt Moisturizer. Nice. I would describe my beauty routine as easy. Nice. Okay. Best skincare or beauty hack. This is a sentence. It'll be fast, though. Go for it. Um, Shower with your door closed and let the steam build up in your bathroom and then put your moisturizer on in the steam. Give like a moist environment to apply your moisturizer. It does wonders for the skin. I love that. Like you could see it kind of melting in with that that kind of moisture. Um, Best botanical ingredient for glowy skin. It's probably hard to narrow down because you have so many. But what, what what do you think is kind of a botanical superhero? Um, nettle, wild nettle is is one of my favorites right now. And what what product is wild nettle in on your line? We have it in a niacinamide serum, so it's a nettle and niacinamide serum. Um, and I can't believe the way that my skin looks after I put it on. Fantastic. Okay, favorite food to fuel beautiful skin? Avocados. Uh, we are big Avo Toast fans in my house. Okay, on weekends, Delicious. on weekends you will find me um, playing Legos with my kids. <laughs> oh my gosh, my Lego days are over. I have two boys; <laughs> they're now eighteen and fourteen, and we did a lot of Legos. I love it. It takes a lot of time, but I find it to be actually like really fun. At first, the first box that I opened and it was like fourteen hundred eighty pieces. I was like, oh hell no! But now I'm like really looking forward to it. I, I talk about meditative for me. I, I'm like the Lego sorter. I'm like, here's the red pile and the white pile That's and my the blue husband. pile, he yellow pile. Everything like, yes, no, he approaches everything with like a system that's logical and that makes sense. I just like throw it all on the floor and like try to figure it out. Both methods so, work. Both methods they work. They do. Okay. Last question. If I weren't running Alpen Beauty, I would be a, a ski instructor. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh my gosh. This was so much fun, Kendra. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. And before we say goodbye, how can our listeners find you and Alpen Beauty products? 
We are at Nationwide Sephora stores and also on alpinbeauty.com. Thank you so much, Kendra. This has been a total blast. Thank you for having me. This wraps A Certain Age, a show for women who are aging without apology. Join me next Monday when I talk with small business owner LaShawn Wiltz, who left a nursing career to launch several businesses, including a subscription box for books and coffee lovers called Pouring Over Books. Special thanks to Michael Mancini, who composed and produced our theme music. See you next time. And until then, age boldly, beauties. Beauties.